This weekend retreat with Father Sean Kilcalley, learning to love from the beloved disciple, was given at Our Lady of Good Counsel Retreat House, November 16 to 18, 2018. These and other recordings are available at our website, goodcounselretreat.com. I'm going to start by welcoming you all to this weekend of retreats and pray as we celebrate this votive mass of the Holy Spirit that that it truly is the Holy Spirit who guides your heart this weekend. And I always start off every retreat I give by asking the question, why are you here? You know, why are you here? Some of you might have been driving here going, why am I going to this? I have stuff to do. I signed up and I already paid. And some of you, the answer might be because the last time you went on a retreat, it was really good. Some of you might be the answer because the last time you went on a retreat, it wasn't so good and you're hoping to redeem that experience. Some of you, it might be that you just wanted to get away. But then there's this other question of, like, why did our Lord call you here? And what is it that our Lord wants to speak to you? In scripture, we often read things like, his ways are not our ways. And sometimes we find ourselves in places not realizing the real reason that we're there or the reason that our Lord has called us. You know, and admittedly for myself, my life has been super crazy for months now. And when I told Father Coulter last year, oh, I can do two retreats next year, no problem. And then the retreat comes and I'm like, oh, that's this weekend. <laughs> and I'm kind of on my way in. And I picked the retreat theme when, when I was making my priest retreat last year, I was moved to read from the gospel according to John. And just felt called personally to draw closer to him. And and so then I decided, okay, I'll make the retreat theme, learning to love with the beloved disciple. And uh, and then made it to the weekend, and like lo and behold, the first reading for Mass both today and tomorrow is from one of the letters of St. John. Right. Which doesn't usually happen. It's not like I pulled out the liturgical books when I came up with my retreat theme and figured that out. I also wasn't thinking, well, Thanksgiving's coming up, and that usually is really hard for me. Like, holidays are hard, so I need to retreat right before the holidays. Father Coulter just, like, shoved me in this spot. And so there's some consolation in that, right? There's some consolation in the fact that, like, our Lord directs things. And there can be a sense of wonder when we realize, oh, Wow. Like, our Lord helped set this up. You 
And what does our Lord want to speak to us this weekend? In the first reading from the second letter of St. John, he writes, I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. Which is interesting because it implies that not all of the people are walking in the truth, but that some of them are. And there's rejoicing in the fact that some of them are. But now I ask you, not as though I were writing a new commandment, but the one we have heard from the beginning, let us love one another. For this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, as you have heard from the beginning, in which you should walk. Let us love one another. And then he speaks of the deceivers who have gone out into the world who don't acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. And so St. John was the youngest of our Lord's disciples, and then he sort of lived the longest which is interesting because, you know, our Lord calls us and gives us charisms according to what we're going to need. And so he lived long enough to experience division within the Christian community itself. Whereas, like, James, who was the first bishop of Jerusalem, was the first martyred. He was in the midst of trying to make this conversion to Christianity while St. John had lived long enough to see a community established and then divided. And when he wrote his gospel, he's writing it much later than the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And so it's a reflection on his memory of our Lord in light of the kind of division that he was living in the midst of. And for that reason, it's appropriate to reflect on him right now because like, we do live in the midst of a lot of division. And the division that we experience, whether it's the kind of division that we experience within our families or the division that we experience you know, in our local church or the division that's very apparent in the church across the world right now, We're not in a place that hasn't existed before. And as John is writing, he's able to write from a place of security. He's able to write from a place of endurance and a place of perseverance in the midst of all the craziness in the world around him. Precisely because he was the disciple whom Jesus loved. Precisely because he knew he, who he was. In Christ. In 
And so he uses this word walking in the commandments. And walking in truth. And we ourselves can find it very distracting as we are bombarded or listen to voices of division around us. Because those voices always take our eyes off of the truth. They always take our eyes off of the Lord. And so as we come this weekend to get away from all of that distraction, it's in order to focus ourselves on our Lord who truly came into the world. Who has truly called each and every one of you to be with him in a particular way this weekend. Each and every one of us to be with him in a particular way this weekend. So that we can begin again with him. And the gospel reading points out another sort of source of division that can exist in our hearts. And another obstacle to keeping our eyes on Jesus. Which is, you know, that kind of division that we experience in the midst of conversion. And he uses these examples over and over and over again. Someone who is on a housetop and whose belongings are in the house must not go down to get them. Or one in the field must not return to what was left behind. Remember the wife of Lot. And sometimes there's a source of division within our own heart when our heart is divided between sort of where we are now and where we have been. We can have attachment to things that have happened in our past. So much so that we keep looking back at it over and over and over again. The wife of Lot is an example of leaving this sinful place. And we all have something in our life that's like leaving a sinful place in our life. And then sometimes in the midst of the chaos around us, we have a tendency to look back at that sinful place. Sometimes we can have nostalgia for a sinful life Because it was more comfortable. Sometimes we can have nostalgia nostalgia for a sinful life that we never even lived. It's like when we have a conversion and then we're like, why wasn't I a bigger sinner before? Dang it, I missed my chance. 
And in those times, we find ourselves in the place of the wife of Lot. Or we can hold on to resentments or past hurts. And we keep looking back at the, the past hurt and kind of living out of that over and over and over again instead of letting our Lord come in so that we can live from him. Whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will save it. And the life that we have to lose you know, is that life of sinfulness, is that life of resentment, that life of nostalgia, that life of fantasy. So that we can more completely surrender ourselves to our Lord and begin to live from him again. To let our Lord truly come in the flesh. Means also to let him come into our flesh. To truly believe that we can be transformed by him. That we can be transformed in him. That we're called to be transformed into him. That's the goal of the Christian life. Ultimately, that's the biggest reason that our Lord calls us to himself. And it may be the reason that he's called us here this weekend. And so tonight, let us pray that our hearts be open to the words that our Lord wishes to speak to us. That we truly allow him to enter into our hearts. And that we may always walk in his truth walking in his commandments. That we may glorify him in every thought, word, and action of our lives.